Hi, I'm Lola Diaburi, artist, goldsmith, all-around lover of shiny things. Project Random is an art rubric initiative. It is supported by the Law Union and Rock Insurance PLC. Music was created by Christopher Owehi and recorded at the Art Rubic Studios, Lagos, Nigeria. This is Project Random, and with me, I have the Ideas Addict. Uh, I'm not sure if he wants to introduce himself using his full name. So, would you like to introduce yourself, please? Hello, everybody. Mm-hmm. My name is Harrison, a.k.a. Lesson Picking, a.k.a. Your Baby's Mine, a.k.a. I talk to your baby once it is finished, <laughs> a.k.a. One Kiss and it's over, wow. a.k.a. The wow. Headmaster. Wow. Ask around, ask around, Biko, ask wow. around. Wow, okay. Um, so we've done the introduction and today we're going to be more retrospective. We're going to talk about crime today. Last week we talked about a myth. This week it's crime. We are going to talk about a certain somebody that terrorized Nigeria in, well, not exactly Nigeria, more like the Edo part of Nigeria in the 1970s. Yeah. His name is Lawrence Anini. <laughs> I'm catching cold. There are people in this world or there are people in Nigeria that even that name still strikes fear yeah. in their hearts. Including me. Anini was born sometime in 1960. The date is unclear because one, he wasn't very well learned and um, two, there is no record of his birth. There's no birth certificate that shows when exactly he was born, but there is a documented proof that he died in 1987. Sometime in 1960, Anini was born in a village just 20 miles outside um, Benin City now present-day Edo state, and he was called the law, or called Ovigbo. Ovigbo. What is that? What's the pronouncing? Please, if I do not pronounce it well, I'm going to murder a lot of names. <laughs> I will murder a lot of names on this show. I'm just, this is, I am not a professional. I am not a professional. I'm just, tell, I'm just telling you. I am not a professional. So, just if I murder the names, just I am so sorry. I am so sorry. Don't be angry with me. <laughs> so, it's called Ovi Bigo. Ovi Bigo. And he was the son of oh, another name. Anyways, he was son of a mother mm. <laughs> that had two daughters, <laughs> two sisters. I had two he sisters. He had two sisters. Yeah. His father died when he was a young boy and this brought him to Benin where he was am- admitted in a primary school. He later decided, uh, this is not for me. Well, basically, I think he, he started exhibiting trancy behavior around that time. Criminal tendencies. <laughs> <laughs> and right after that, he started a secondary school and then dropped out of school, started at a local mechanics workshop. And this was around 1976. Then he started work as a lorry driver. Some say he was a taxi driver, but not particularly sure about that. After his boss fired him, in those days they called them master. I don't know if they still do that. Yeah, obviously. They still call them master. Yeah. Oh, wow. Anyways, <laughs> they fired him and then he slowly transformed into a leader of the local motor park. So you know what? Not those Agbeiro that you find in Lagos car parks. Yeah. Yeah, that's where they started their business from. <laughs> 
that's where they started. That's where the idea came from. But funny enough, the trend has not even died. The trend has not died. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's where it started. That's where it started. That's where it started. Following the sudden overthrow of the politicians in 1980, this was not far from the falling out from the civil war. Yeah. People were still raw from that, from the war. and They haven't healed yet. They haven't healed there were still guns around there's still fear there was still this unrest and there's still hatred and there's still hatred between yeah, tribes between tribes and the tribes that I was talking about here just in case you're not a Nigerian and you don't know what the hell I'm talking about <laughs> Yoruba Igbo and Hausa those are the major tribes in Nigeria, Nigeria. they With are those and the Beninese caught in between the yeah, crossfire yeah they, they are in between the tribes the smaller tribes minority groups yeah. but those are the main major tribes in Nigeria. In 1984, Buari, the Buari regime, oh, funny enough, that was the year <laughs> I was born. <laughs> funny enough, and now he's president again. again. Oh my God. Change. Change. <laughs> anyway, Buari regime banned politics in Nigeria. And now this highly, very skilled driver who had criminal people at his beck and call and he was doing a lot of bidding for criminal gangs and godfathers discovered his penchant for armed robbery yeah he found his talent he found his calling in life he decided to start his own gang and this included Monday Osumbo Friday Ofegbe Ofege Henry Eponwa Enweka Analaji ZZ or Zege Zege <laughs> wow <laughs> anyways look at guy name <laughs> Zege Zege. Zege Zege. Zege Zege. Oh my Zaga, god. Zaga. <laughs> Anyways, wasn't an allergy on top again. Zege Zege. Wow. Zege Zege apparently was never captured, but they all started out as car jackers, bus robbers, and bank thieves. And they had packs with the police. And when I mean police here, I mean corrupt police. I'm not saying that they aren't still corrupt police now, probably are more now, but they were highly corrupt police. And they basically paved the way for Anini to be successful in his raids and carjacking. The primary town in which he did his major uh, robberies, robbery, and, robberies operation. and operations were in Mist, uh, were, mid, were mid, midwestern mid Nigeria. Region, yeah. yeah, midwestern Nigeria. I think yeah. that's what they call it. Yeah. Which would be Edo Benin area. Yeah, with a blend of Delta in it. Yeah, with a blend of Delta. Early in 1986, two members of his gang were tried and prosecuted against an earlier under-the-table agreement with the police to destroy evidence against the, the gang members. Yeah. Anini got pissed off by this and thought he was betrayed by his friends and the police and decided that he was going to go all out and attack everyone regardless of whether you're police or you're not. He started this attack in 1986, August 1986, at a bank robbery. A police officer and some others were killed, and the same month, two police officers were shot at a barricade while trying to stop Anini's car. In the span of three months, he killed nine police officers. Those were the amount of police officers he was even known to have killed. They could have been more, it could have been less. Obviously. Obviously. So then he struck first bank. And took 2,000. And then took 2,000 naira. 2, you see, you have to understand that in 1986, 2,000 naira was big money. Was big money. <laughs> it was like the equivalent of probably 2 million, right? <laughs> 
No, maybe like 200k. Ah, no, no, 200k. I'm bad with my mass, but I know. No, it was more. no, no, it wasn't two million, but like 200,000. Yeah. yeah, it was the equivalent of 200,000. No, at that point in time, the naira to the dollar, we are almost at par. Yeah, that, this was 1986. Yeah. You know, around the time that around that time, money was still quite. Yeah. I mean, you could buy a car for. But you can't use 2,000 naira and, and convert <laughs> <laughs> right now. You can't use the buy well and fill your you car can't. now. Uh-uh. You can't. I what? can't fill my. 400 to one. Anyways, they left the scene with massive trail of blood and killed a lot of people. The number of people killed on that day is still not verified. Then in September 1986, same year, Alini and his gang snatched a Poggio 504 from a certain Albert Otto, the driver of the assistant inspector of police. Christopher Omeben. When they snatched the car, they killed the driver, then hid the body somewhere. Hmm. At some point, three months later, the skeleton of the driver was spotted six kilometers away from Benin, along the Benin Agbo Highway. A day after the attack, Anini, operating a Passat car, believed to have been stolen, also effected the snatching of another Peugeot 504 car near the former Fedeco office in Benin. Two days later, Anini's men killed two policemen in, oh my God, one area of the state. <laughs> <laughs> you need to see the name that I and that I was supposed Mina, to <laughs> pronounce the name. Pronounce oh the name. Pronounce okay, the okay, name. fine. Our Edo brothers will understand. I I, okay, fine. Una name be like some person they carry weight with mouth to. What the hell? Or ha, or ha, or what? No, or or he who or he or he who what? Local government <laughs> of the state. Still in that month, three different robbery attacks all pointing to Anini's involvement yeah. took place. Yeah. And um, in all that, the police were basically running around chasing their tails because Anini was always one step ahead. Yeah. Still the same state in the same local um, government area that I just pronounced very badly. Yeah. It killed two other policemen. And I think this was the point where it was like Buhari had gotten up to here with this guy. Like, why can't we catch this guy? And in that same month, he took a he robbed three other places. A day after one of the operations, he visited a village near Benin and threw wads of Naira in the air. <laughs> Robin Hood. <laughs> for free, for, for people to pick up in the market. Like, this was the height. So, in four months, he made everybody really scared of traveling, of visiting a bank, using the bank to to make transactions. Carrying of money. Carrying of money. Everything. He was he described in his in he wrote even wrote a letter to the pol- to the media houses to taunt the police, claiming to be Robin Hood. <laughs> and um you could not even buy a new car that time so you feel you could also fear. Okay, I I'm sorry, I, I made a mistake saying that it was Buari that was president at that particular point in time. No, it was Babang that was president and Babangida was like what is the way how can we get this guy off the off the map how can we catch him and the more they searched for him the more he was the more elusive he was eventually Inspector General of Police Etemi Yang was asked by General Babangida my, my friend, friend. Where is Anini? Obviously, this led to a variety of more intensified searches. Yeah. They started, you know, even put, even newspapers were raving about him and calling him and calling everything. They were, they were publishing stories titled Anini Challenge, Anini Saga, The Anini Factor, Lawrence Anini, <laughs> <laughs> Lawrence, Lawrence Anini, The Man, The Myth. 
Anini Jack the Ripper, <laughs> Anini and uh, Lawrence Anini Robin Hood in Bendel. Uh, you know, uh, <laughs> you know, even the, the 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 Guardian emphatically wrote in one of his reports: Will they ever find Anini the law? The law. The terror of Anini came to an end, thanks to the courage of a superintendent of police. <laughs> I think this is why they do not name this people name of streets. Superintendent of police, If I pronounce that wrong, I am very sorry. Please don't be angry. Emma Bin. December 3rd, uh, 1986. Manini yeah. was caught at Bini City. Bini City. The opposite a school mm. in the company of six women. I don't know what he was doing with them. <laughs> lounging, six lounging. Women. Lounging. Bro was a nigga. Lounging, lounging. <laughs> It was a tip-off from the locals and the policemen went straight to the house and he was hiding in and apprehended him with resistance. Now, this is the best part of this story. You see, the superintendent led a 10-man team to the house, knocked on the door of the room, and Anini himself, clad in underpants, opened the door and they asked, where is Anini? (coughs) Dazed as he was caught off guard and without having an escape route, Anini tried to be smart and said, Oh, Anini is under the bed in the inner room. As he said this, he made some moves to walk past the police and his the policeman. In the process, he shoved and headbutted the police officer. But this was an exercise in futility. The superintendent reached for his gun, shot him in the ankle, and another policeman held him, put him in sitting position. Then they now proceeded to pump bullets into the same ankle almost severing the ankle from his entire leg so at this point he's in so much pain and he was he was in so much pain that he basically just when they asked him are you anini he replied my brother my brother i will not deceive you i won't tell you a lie i I am am anini so at that particular point in time it was caught he it was it was shown that he could it was not literate could only communicate in pidgin english he made a lot of revelations about his operations like saying stuff like um osobo osumbo rather mm. was his deputy yeah. and that also osumbo was actually the one that shot and wounded the former police boss of the state akagbosu and then he also revealed that a certain george iyamu who was the most senior police officer shielding the police would reveal police secrets to them and then give them logistic support such as arms to carry out robbery operation and then because of the shots to his legs or the numerous shots to his leg Anini had to get his legs amputated one of his legs amputated, amputated. and so throughout the whole court trial he was in a wheelchair when his hideout was searched he they found a number of charms and apparently one that he normally wore around his waist during operations in court his charms were arrested. I said his charms were arrested. His charms were destroyed shortly after his arrest. He was later sent- sentenced to death by Justice James Omoagigi. Like that's how like I pronounce. <laughs> and it was executed um, March 29th, 1987. Now we're going to get Harrison okay. to basically just let's trash out this story. Okay. We all we've we've all heard the story, okay. and for me, I think that. 
around that this was way before my time before i was born so i don't know much about it i only know what i researched on and basically it's just articles on articles saying the same thing about him being this outlaw that terrified the country at that particular point in time yeah okay so proceed what do you think uh, well um anini was a name that inspired fear we growing up we kids now our folks the older our parents and older folks, uncles and aunties, used to tell us stories about notorious Amrabads back in them days. And Anini was one of them. Looking at um, factors that could have influenced the direction and the, the path in which he, he took in terms of him ending up being an Amrabad, I think there are so many factors from my own point of view that played um, roles. Number one, education. He didn't finish school. At least you rightly said that he was communicating to with to the police in Pigeon English. He was not really fluent. Yeah. And everything. Number two, upbringing. His popsy was not there. Maybe if he had a father figure to guide him, a good father figure, because there are also bad father figures that also mislead their kids. A good father figure to guide him, advise him, sit him down, talk to him. Maybe, maybe he wouldn't have turned out. He wouldn't have turned out the way because look, look at the, look at the age. Date of birth is not really confirmed, but it's put within the 1960s, and he died in 1987. So he was so in he, his twenties. In his twenties, in his twenties. So he was quite young. So for a young chap that was able up to 30 and was able to rise up, rise up and become so that notorious. I imagine what the kind of experiences that he must have gone through as a young man maybe in his teenage days, in his early 20s. So those factors, they're also put into consideration the society at that point in time with um, corruption being... The foremost. Being, being, being the order of the day. Yeah, but you see, corruption is still the order of the day now. But well, you don't have those kind of celebrity armed robbers these days. But that doesn't mean they don't exist. I'm not saying they don't. Well, uh, I said we don't have celebrity, celebrity armed robbers. robbers. Yeah, because he was a celebrity armed robber. Newsreels carried news about him. Radios spoke about him. He taunted the police, taunted the radio stations. Armed robbers have self-respect now. They don't do shit like that anymore. Maybe they don't want publicity. Yeah, true. So it will keep the... Was spotlight of them Mm -hmm. but back to him in terms of society corruption and everything i'm also looking at it from this angle of maybe seeing how politicians the early politicians in that days were striking if i'm allowed to use internal deals in terms of all the supposed internal deals the coke deals certain deals when i mean coke i mean coke the drink not the drink not the coke the drug We're not going to call any names out here. Mm. Coke deals that led to certain prominent people in the Southwest fighting, certain deals, BMW deals. Yeah, deals, uh, that, deals, deals that, that would make you wonder, you do, hey, hey, let, me be let me be this. You know? So corruption, a certain politician, his rapper, they, they reach from Oyibo to New England Gates. <laughs> <laughs> We all know who that is. It's <laughs> from Oibo to Unila Gate, and from Unila Gate, it's being the the end of the rapper is being tied to the neck of a young a young chap. So, you know, this kind of thing. Uh, this kind of things then it just makes you want to you. It makes you want to rip your hair out. And that also led to the military even taking Over. the coup. So, if the military could be that agitated about the high level of corruption in Nigeria, imagine the effect it will mm-hmm. have on the common man. True. True. 
But we are, like I said before, I think we are way more corrupt now. Because now, now it's not just the leaders that are corrupt. Before it was just the leaders that were corrupt. Now everybody's corrupt. Not necessarily the leaders were corrupt. Because as you rightly said, he was in cahoots with the, the police. Mm-hmm. The police. The police. The police. Yeah, but as far as I'm concerned, the police form the leaders. Because if you have a gun, you're a leader. But after, if they move their uniform, are they not the common man on the streets? But they have a gun. They always still have the power. They but, have the higher hand. But by the time they get back home, are they not like the common man? But on they the still streets? have a gun. They still have a gun. If they didn't have a gun, that's completely different. You get, but you see, the fact the reason why they were so helpful to Anini was the fact that they had some measure of power. And when I mean some measure of power, I mean information, I mean guns, I mean logistics. Do you get what I'm trying to say? So they knew stuff, they knew how to get him out of tricky situations. Well, so that in itself is power. Information is power in this country. You should know that by now. True. So if you have information, now back that up with a gun. What do you have? You have a, you have a very, very wrecked system. But do you know the funny things? Looking at or reading through the Anini's story, eh? looking at the situation, reading through the Anini's story and everything, it, it feels like we're just in a circle. Yeah. Because, because if, if you look Barry, at it, if Barry you look, was in 1984. And he's pres- back now. President, that's number one. Number two, corrupt police. Yeah, it's still the same it's thing. It's still the same thing. Now, touts becoming these also the same uh, thing. armor bars and, this and everything. Is more than 20, it's 30 years it's 30 after. 30 years after. So, indirectly, it's like, have we really moved forward as a country? It's more than 30 years after. Oh my God. 1960. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was thinking, even thinking 1987 or 1986. His studies of operation because we are in because we're we're in 2017, 2016. My God. Okay, okay. He was executed in '87, Shebe. He must have studied operation. Let's say, let's put it within, maybe. It was just four four months. His operation was four months. Don't get imagine your. It was four months. Of that terrorism was four months. (laughs) Yes. So that's the whole year. It was four months in 1986. Four months in 1986. They do shit with That was the beginning and that was the end. By by March 1987, he was dead. He was dead. It was caught in December. It was caught in December in 1986. He started his major operations, the killings and everything in August. No. No. No, he started before then. Uh, but this was when he started. He started before then, but 1986 was when he started to wreck terror. Do you understand? It's, it feels like we're in a cycle. Yeah, we are in a cycle. cycle. I mean, we're in a cycle. We're just doing the same thing over and expecting different results. And it's it's quite painful because even right now, that's if we don't go from fire to fire. (laughs) How so? In terms of even uh, more corrupt policemen, and this time, if you've never given them a good self, they are now trigger happy. That's number one. Number two, the the touts, they have multiplied. Mm -hmm. Crime rates, well, we thank God that it has been quiet of late, but you know these thugs, when they are are pushed to the wall in terms of the thugs, when they are being pushed to the wall in terms of um, no money and stuff, they can get funny. I just feel that we're in a circle, basically, and number one, Cover politicians, cover policemen. Number two, um, touts, um, unemployment, illiteracy. It's still the same. We're still having the same, same problems. That we're still we're having the same problems that we had, had in, in 1987. And everything. Um, some women that they don't check their bets, they don't check do bet control and everything. Give bets to 
so many kids, they can't take care of them, they can't feed them. And by the time some start rolling with bad gang for area, um, uh, they don't become thugs. It's 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 it goes hand in hand. In and what's what those people and those kids are still responsible for those parents. She, you know, when they get old. Yes, no, not even just old. For right from the start, they are responsible for their parents. Like you say, they'll tell them. Your mates are making money. Why are you not making money? You think it's by selling pure water you're going to make money. Go and find out how to make money. They actually encourage criminal behavior. <laughs> so imagine that you like she tells you if you don't sell so so and so amount or if you don't bring home two thousand naira, don't bother to come don't back bother to the come house. Back home. You know, if you, even if you come back to the house, there's no food for you. So you can imagine growing up in that kind of environment. And if if he actually does not sell the pure water or sell the coconut or the granite and doesn't get the two thousand naira, where do you think he's gonna get it from? It's three things: prostitution, robbery, or some sort or of extortion. Crime. Or extortion. You get or doing a, a certain favor for a certain person that he's not supposed to have done in the first place. So these are the this is systems in which some of these people grow up in. You can't entirely blame them because poverty is a really terrible problem. But the thing is. Look at if you say you can't blame them too, but the thing is, everybody's not getting it easy. I know. But we, we do not choose to follow the funny way. True. Very true. Very, very true. But, <laughs> but like I said, sometimes the choices that are put in front of you, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not trying to defend crime, but I'm just saying that the choices that are put in front of you sometimes are not the choices that you know. They are not choices that present to you in such a way that there are other choices. But as my godfather would say, if they give you 10 options, make an 11th. Some people, didn't, some people don't even have that reasoning. That's what I'm trying to say. Okay, so explain. Why do you think it's worse? Society is more corrupt now. The police are more corrupt now. The politicians. And the virus has been caught by the ordinary man on the streets. For you mean everybody's corrupt? Everybody's, everybody's, everybody, well, well, everybody's prone, more prone, prone to, to be corruption, corruption in, in, in this country because for you to even get your passport done through the legal way can take you like three months. But if you're ready to grease the palm of somebody, it can take four hours. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I need the number of that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I, need the, I need your number. And, Okay, going to the educational sector and if you actually have to, in some certain institutions, you have to actually bribe your lecturer for you to pass. Yeah, and even, though you, even, though you in go, kind, even though you you you're actually legitimately a smart person. Uh, whether in cash or in kind. And if you don't pay or you don't give. Chai. Yeah. So, yeah. back to the corruption. So, it has been caught by the, by the ordinary man on the streets. And it's whether you want to admit it or not, it has caused a systematic um, decay of the institutions and structures in this country. Yeah, and educational when health, educational health is security. everywhere. Security is everywhere. And when such structures are not functional, when such institutions are not functional, the country can move forward. Yeah. So indirectly, we are in a loop. We're in a loop. We're even, we're, I think we're even digressing. I mean, being in a loop means that you're going in round around circles. Like circles. So, so you're going on. I think we're, we're, we're moved from the loop. We're now just digressing. It's not getting funny anymore. <laughs> we're not just digressing. It's, it's really it's not getting funny anymore. So anyhow. Uh, it's, it's quite painful. It's quite painful. It's quite painful. So um, do you honestly believe his jazz worked? 
I <laughs> 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 know the answer to that question <laughs> because he died. Maybe he's well, just had he's just had expired. Yeah, no, no, no. He wasn't wearing it on the day. He was converting with women at that particular point. Bad in time. guy. But it's quite possible that women. That's why they say that you know people that do jazz don't sleep it's with their wives. Women. No, no, they don't sleep with their wives if they're on their period. There is a. There must be demarcation. They can't touch such people. Hmm. All those kind of things. Hmm. Knowledge, things. knowledge. I, hey. I had this. I had this last upper week Sunday. <laughs> this is the first time you're hearing this. Really? For real. Uh, when you're in certain cult or a certain hmm. certain group of certain people. I need to join that. Is this your group? Or? Wait, no, I don't know about the. I'm not in the group. Are you about? How, how, how do you, how do you, I am not in the group. How, but how do you know? I just are? know that what's, there's what's, certain cult. What is the terms of membership? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm a woman. Uh, so apparently, sure? women are not allowed inside. Mm. It's just for men. Mm. And they can't convert with their wives. Uh, uh, if they sure? want to convert with their wives, they have to drink a certain thing. Mm. If they want to do so. So it's quite possible at that particular point in time, he was at his weakest. Ticket. Maybe God was just smiling on Coyote, the guy that I can't pronounce the surname. Yeah. <laughs> the policeman. The policeman. It was, God was just on his side because if that guy was armed with his jazz and his guns, you know, God knows how that could have turned out. What actually. I believe is when is your time to go, is your time to go. Whether you're, you're, you're wearing your jazz or not, when is your time to go, is your time to go. Um, I know of, of cases whereby. <clears throat> Excuse me. Okay. Enough cases whereby some popular thugs were still with their jazz on a particular day and they were still killed. So even if he was with his jazz or he was not with his jazz, if it was his time to go, um, uh, maybe that was when the Lord has said, um, uh, that's, that's the end. You're Oga, done. You are done. I beg. Your, your, your three months of, of, terror. of terror. Yeah, you don't do. <laughs> eh, yeah, thank you. Copper, copper, copper. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, so it has been very awesome having you on, Harrison. Merci, merci. Thank you for coming. Merci. Thank you for for participating. Merci. Um, the handles to 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 check us up, check us out on, is the that's D A Project Random on Twitter and um, Facebook Project Random. Just search for Project Random. We have a group and a page so you can join either one but the group is better because you can converse with your other group members and True. discuss issues give me topics throw topics you know stuff like, like that. follow so interact please like, exactly please like follow, follow interact meet new people don't do the non-new friends shit it's, that's not cool and let's learn new things and let's learn new things yeah. um, so thank you for listening and till next time bye bye